Welcome to Coaching Through Cancer, a show for partners, spouses, friends, and family of those fighting cancer. Daryl Taylor is a certified coach, a widower, and father. He knows firsthand the struggles that spouses and families go through after a cancer diagnosis. If you're in the battle of your life, you are not alone. This is the place for you. Hello and welcome to Coaching You Through. Today's podcast is about being present. Being present is something that I, A, don't do enough of, and B, I don't do well enough. But it is the focal point that I continually return to. And when I do, the benefits are deeply felt and immediate. The tricky part is how to be present. What does being present look like? And if I can describe that, how can I teach you how to do it? Well, here goes. So there are a couple of ways of describing being present that may help to understand. Without sounding too esoteric, it means being in the moment. Paying as full attention to where you are, to what you're doing, and who you're with. And or be being intentionally observant, still, attentive, quiet, or actively listening, even meditative. For me, it's a bit like yoga or balancing. You find your balance, your presence, and you're in the zone, you're in the sweet spot. But then you lose your balance, your sense of presence. You refocus, find balance, presence again, wobble a bit, back to balance and presence. It doesn't lend itself to a neat definition. It's a practice, an intent, a level of effort. It involves all of your senses. Acknowledging, accepting, and soaking in what you're doing and experiencing it fully. Eliminate unnecessary tasks, things that don't add to or enhance, but instead detract from the moment. Don't push or pull the moment. I would Add, relax into it without any agenda other than to just be. A couple of practical items. Put your phone away. Limit notifications or put your phone into some sort of focus mode so that you're not disturbed. This might not be the same for everyone, but for me, I actually have to limit my natural inclination to talk. I switch intentionally into listening mode. I'm not awkwardly quiet, but I try to hold space for what's taking place and for all the other conversations before really inserting myself into them. Listening, receiving, before adding to. Generally, I would add also, do not multitask. Focus on one thing, one activity at hand. There's an old proverb that says something like, when you Draw water, draw water. When you chop wood, chop wood. I also think incorporating a mindful practice like meditation can increase your capacity for being present in a variety of other situations. Practically, this means not thinking about the past or the future. If you're with someone, focus on them. Be with them. If you're looking for an example of this, 
Think about kids, especially younger kids, four, five, six, maybe seven, even a few years older, perhaps. Um, they're messy. And one of the reasons they're messy is because they are so present in what they're doing. They don't really pay attention to all the other activities in the room. They forget where they are and who's around them. And it's just playtime. It's us parents who inject the past and the future into their world of play that they've created. We tell them, remember what happened last time, right? Don't forget, we have to get up early tomorrow. And we inject these past worries or circumstances or future activities and concerns into this world that they've created. But children really do a good job of holding space and being present. Left to their own devices, they will play until they've drained the last drop of energy. I can remember a time we were visiting relatives in Mexico and the kids were all playing in this adjacent room, uh, adjacent to the dining room and the living room where the parents were. And we were having dinner and drinks and dancing and hanging out until the wee hours of the morning. And at some point, the kids' room was all quiet in that part of the house. And so I went to check on my son and there he was, He'd fallen asleep on the couch with his toy Spider-Man in one hand and potato chip crumbs in the other. Children without their electronic overlords might be the best examples of being present. They challenge us after a long day of work where we have an early meeting on the calendar the next day to play basketball or Jenga and not check our phones or drop our concentration when our thoughts drift to updating on that slide presentation, or say something that we forgot to say in a terse discussion earlier today. So kids are really a good example of what it's like to be present. So why be present? My personal experience has been that this really enhances the experience. The experience you're in is more enjoyable, more memorable, uh, a stronger sense of connection. Other bit Benefits include a sense of well-being and calm, a stronger sense of connection, even a stronger sense of intuition in terms of understanding where other people are at in the room or in the conversation experience emotionally, uh, energetically. Just much more connectedness. Much of the mindfulness practices focus on developing the skill. In a busy world, it might seem quaint, but not practical to practice mindfulness. It might seem harmless, but not helpful. But I have seen that it redounds to other areas of life. It extends to regular interactions. It extends to how you show up in other spaces, whether it be work or whether it be play or whether it be exercise or even just driving. The ability to focus, to be still and be present shows up in those areas to great benefit. I remember when Alina had cancer, we spent a lot of time wondering how did it happen? Why did it happen? Were we exposed to something where we lived? Were there chemicals that we'd been exposed to? Was it things that we ate? Where did this cancer come from? Why did it happen to us? We spent a lot of time worrying about the treatments and would it ever go away again? What would our lives be like? Would it ever be normal again? Both of these added to the misery of having cancer in the family. It made you feel trapped. 
You were blocked in on all sides, past and future. You felt helpless. One of the ways that I dealt with this was the beginnings of my mindfulness practice without even knowing I was doing it. It was being present. So to deal with sort of the stress and the anxiety that came from worrying about where it came from or where it was going to go, I would say things like, let's not think about the results of the next blood, the next blood test. I would say, let's not blame ourselves for our diet or the occasional cigarette. Alina, she liked to have a cigarette every once in a while with a beer. Not regularly, but once in a great while, her and her sisters. But these thoughts were torture, and they stole so many moments. But these moments of being present, of saying, let's not think about the next blood test, right? Let's focus on what's going on now, uh, even in the next few days. Were emotional and energetic islands. They were not big, expansive continents or places, but they were most often enough. And with cancer, depending on where you are, with the effects of the disease and the side effects from treatment, they might be all you can create in those moments. It is those moments, those islands, where you can forget or remember selectively. For a moment, forget the longing for a life before cancer. Forget the uncertainty of life with cancer and just be, be present, be connected, be seen, be held, and be loved. You can really appreciate that you're present for one another. You're not alone. You have support, you have love, and you have this moment. And that can be infinitely valuable. I have a free worksheet on how to develop being present. It offers some of what I've talked about here, but there's more tips on how to be present, on the benefits of this practice in everyday life. To get a copy, click on the link in my bio on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at coaching underscore you underscore through for your free copy. I look forward to bringing you the next episode. And until then, Aho. Thank you for joining us. Share this episode with friends, families, and others in the fight. We'd love to hear from you. What's your story? What are your thoughts, experiences, and what would you like to hear discussed? Reach out at www.coachingyouthrough.com. That's coachingyouthrough, with the letter U, dot com.